SK, SK, SK Morton. All right, Throng, here's the thing. We got less than 20 shows left. We've been doing commercials for Bridal Fitness Coach, Patreon, the Amazon button. But most importantly, there's SK Morton's lousy San Francisco walking tour. Were you aware? Oh, yes. There's a walking tour. What you have here on the podcast, you get it up close and personal. And you get to dodge dog feces. Hopefully, dog. Anyway, go to skmorton.com. Take a look around on there. We got three different legs of the tour. There's the downtown leg in the mornings, and the midday we have Chinatown, and then Yerba Buena, where we talk about sunken ships and fire-resistant building materials. In any case, go there, check it out, see if you enjoy, and we'd love to have you on the tour. Go to SK Morton's tour. The following is a production of S.K. Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to S.K. Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. The brand that doctors choose near the end when they start to forget things and hand out prescriptions all willy-nilly. Tonight, S.K. welcomes... Jenny Diver, Suki Tawdry, Lucy Brown, and Kurt Vile proposes to Lottie Lenya. And now, he was a difficult birth on account of, you know, unfilled expectations. Ladies and gentlemen, S.K. Morton. Wow. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Pete. That was good. That was a, that was a cold read. Cold read. Is what they call cold in the read. business there. He had never cold seen read. that before. Latte Lenya. He looks at, yes. Do you know the story of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The lyrics for Mac the Knife, and it came from Three Penny Opera, when they first made it a recording, there were words to it from the opera, mm-hmm. but Louis Armstrong, when he was putting them down into English, was looking at a playbill and putting in the, the character names. It turns out Lottie Lenya was not a character in the story, but rather an actress in the part, and she ended up marrying the composer Kurt Vile. All right, Isn't well, that there you go. He did see. He's a, I'm gonna yeah, be, I approve, he says. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be a little nervous tonight because he actually does know history. Oh, really? Yeah, as opposed to what I do. Why here. did you do that? Here Why did United you invite States, someone? You know what? Let's do this. Let's introduce everybody. Then we can oh, know what we're right. talking about. Okay. Okay. This is going to be fun. So first things first, yes. welcome Throng. And now, Janet, you are an official member of the Throng now. So welcome. Welcome. Greetings, adoring Throng, is what Hello, I often everybody. say. Hello. And welcome to another night of S.K. Morton's Lousy San Francisco podcast in the Bomb Shelter. Yay! Yeah. I'll add the applause later. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we have a senior member of the team. His name is Squidge McSqueezy. He's never here, so that's okay. Right. Our regular, full-time, permanent co-host. Very regular. <laughs> He's our resident chanteur. He is a professional musician and rarely sings for us. Please welcome Peter Feliciano. It's because you can't afford me. That's true. Okay, and now this is. I've and been, now you have no idea how excited I've been about this. I was so. I know how excited you. Look at how disappointed <laughs> yeah. he is already. Well, let's give him a little of this then. Okay. <laughs> it's. He, this is guest. This is. He doesn't even know this. This is his third time. That he's joined us for the first time. This is true. That's right. This is true. This is what we know about him so far. He's an author. He's a Brit. Can we say that? That's not like derogatory, is it? 
I prefer European these oh, days. Oh, oh really? Oh, anti-Brexit. And uh, <laughs> yep. apparently, as all British people do, he knows Benedict Cumberbatch. Nice. And <laughs> he has Smelly been jet. fighting a courageous battle with prickly heat. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, okay. Please welcome. Not good. The Duke of Folkestone. Mr. Tony Quarrington. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, he's finally here. Oh, You've waited three years. We have. We have waited a long, long time. Oh, that wow, was that perfect, perfect timing. Time, okay. Really? Tony, thank you for coming. Yes, You're thank very you very much. Are you comfortable? Do you like being there? Because you can move wherever you want around the table. I'm fine. Okay. The world is your oyster. Cool. All right. So this is what we're doing tonight. You had something come up in our, I think it was our first season, but the name of the episode was An Englishman's Love Affair with Robin Hood. Oh, he has seen it or heard it. Did you really hear it? Yeah. And you still came. Oh, yep. wow. That's great. You understood it was all in, in fun and, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, it's San Francisco. Well, was how, how was my accent? Better than Dick Van Dyke's. Was it? <laughs> Dick Van Dyke did an English accent? Yeah. Oh, oh Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Wow. No, not really. <laughs> right, he didn't really. But now, the reason why I wanted to have you to begin with is because you very well may know more about San Francisco than I do. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I know more than anyone else here, but okay. Americans don't really study or think or prepare or He's or pretty worry. much saying he's a big, giant, rotund fish in a small pound. I'm a Europhile, and I admire okay. the way they know about other people's history, and we don't even know you. about ours. Is what okay, I'm that's saying. true. So what we're going to do, we're going to follow the same <sighs> format we normally do, but we're going to go through quickly because we want to get to the stuff Tony has to say. Okay. Sound good? Let's do that. Okay. Yay. Okay. So our first update, we've, we've put it under one heading, one umbrella, good news and bad news. And we'll see what you think of these things. Mm-hmm. All right? So first thing is, and Tony, i got to give you a little background on Pete. Um, he hates art. Yeah, uh, yeah. versions of what's called it. Sure, why not? (laughs) You know how Illuminate the Arts is the ones who've done the uh, Bay Bridge and several other installations. And now, have you guys been to see the Summer of Love at the Conservatory of Flowers thing? No, but we did see the De Young Museum. Oh yeah, exhibition earlier in the year. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, this is your second time here, huh? Yeah, we're here in April and May. That's right. Very cool. But you know about what's going on with the, uh, yes. with the arts. And yeah. they used a, a company out of Dogpatch, because it's more than just projecting light. They also did it at the Exploratorium mm-hmm. when they first built that. What they do is they do a computer model, mm. and in some cases actually make a physical model, and they project. It doesn't have to just be light things. What's the name of the gentleman who did the stuff for the concerts back in the 60s with the looked like a lava lamp thing like that? Osley. That's right. I see yeah. right. Osley Stanley the third. <laughs> is he Osley? You, you're actually. Is that really? Le- no, you're legally not allowed to question English people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, especially when they throw in a third after they're right. All right, you got oh, it. Oh my. Well, all Americans, you've got to have two or three behind your name. <laughs> yes, yes. Good thing they're keeping me from programming. Uh, it was more than that. It was more than just a tie-dye thing they're doing at the Conservatory yeah. of Flowers. They project all sorts of things, mm. and they can actually take video. And it's amazing because it actually wraps the building. Hmm. So here's the good news. If you liked it, it was supposed to end this weekend, but but they are now going to extend it until November 26th. Yay! Whoa! Yeah, this will won't no be excuse. out by the time that's done. Probably. No, but the <laughs> but the Quarringtons will be get a oh, chance okay. to go by and see it. I mean, because oh. you're a big well, we can see he's got his Grateful Dead shirt on, and and uh, he's a, you're a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do I'm they sell dead. patchouli in England? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. They do. All right. Yeah. 
Now, we can take a little break away here and learn a little bit about Tony Corrington. Okay, let's do that. Now, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, the first time they heard the Beatles. Or the Beatles, as we like to call them. Okay. Um, what was it that grabbed you? What was the thing that you heard and you went, oh my goodness, I have to experience this more? In relation to the Grateful Dead, specifically. My first reference of San Francisco, I was 15. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the Summer of Love, 1967. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a, a documentary TV program in black and white in the UK. And this guy came and visited... Um, the hippies in Haight Ashbury, uh-huh. and he wrote. He showed this amazing program. Um, he talked to um, Chet Helms and various other people at the time, and and at the same time, of course, we had Scott McKenzie. Oh, and you had the Flowerpot Men singing "Let's Go to San Francisco." So that was filtering its way over to the uh, UK. Yeah, and I thought I like this. You know, yeah. I like the. And I used to go to soccer matches cool. in a paisley shirt. See my local soccer uh-huh. team. So I was really hooked on the the whole sort of did, hippie flower power scene. Would, did you would get you, a hard time back there when when you're doing that? Well, people laughed at me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get beaten up in the street. No. no. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, the dead and Jefferson Airplane and all of that. It was a friend at school who turned me on to them uh-huh. about a couple of years later. So it was about '69. I see. Hmm. So that's when the the dead entered my consciousness. And, oh, okay. uh, and what yeah. about? Did you go lots of shows over the years? Well, well like remember that? they didn't come to the UK very often. So okay. uh, I did see them in the legendary Europe '72 tour. Okay. Saw them at Wembley and at the Lyceum in London, hmm. and I saw them again at Alexandra Palace in '74. Okay, but I never saw them over here. And in fact. Our first trip to San Francisco was two months after Jerry Garcia died ah. in 95. Yeah. But now we see lots of Grateful Dead tribute bands right, and, yeah. and ex-members. I mean, this on this trip in three weeks, we've seen Phil Lesh, the bass player, right. twice. Because mm-hmm. uh, we go to Terrapin Crossroads yeah. in San yeah. Rafael. We've been there three times, haven't we? We've Since seen, you in this trip, you've been there on three this trip. Times. We've been three times. Wow! Um, we saw Cubensis, which is a well, not just a Grateful Dead tribute band, but they do a lot of Dead stuff. We saw them at Terrapin as well. Um, we saw we went to two days of the Bluegrass Festival, so cool. we saw Bob Weir turned up and um, and sang with um, Emmy Lou Harris and uh, Steve Earle. And we also saw Jack Cassidy and Yul McAlkin from the Jefferson Airplane. I think you say Partridge so. Family. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we, it's yeah. all been music, hasn't it? This trip, yeah. lots and lots of music. Fantastic. Oh, Phil Lesh hangs out sometimes at the Cafe Trieste. Oh right, yeah, oh, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, and in he, fact, I had a five-minute chat with him one to one last Sunday. Oh really? He was sitting there just twiddling his thumbs. So oh. I just went over and said, "Hi, Phil. You know, I saw you in '72 in right, England, right. and my friends signed this little postcard for you, this love affair postcard. Would you mind signing it back to her?" Wow, and, that's cool. Yeah, and I told him that I had one major complaint about that place in San Rafael. They don't do rooms, <laughs> and he laughed. Because he said, when the Yacht Club were thinking of selling up, we were going to jump in and set it up as a bed and breakfast. Right. But they changed their mind. So at the moment, you can't stay at Terrapin. But that'd be really... I'd live there. Yeah. I'd just move there. I'd just... I'd live there as a, you know, a lodger for for the rest of my life. (laughs) A liver. Quite happily. In the meantime, have you ever stayed at the Hotel Triton? No. Union Square? Because Jerry Garcia had designed a room there. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, give it a yeah. shot. I'm sure if you do, mention the uh, lousy walking tour okay. and uh, they give you a break. <laughs> well, anyway, how did we got on to, because we were talking in the thing and the stuff and the hang. 
It was the, the Conservatory of Flowers. That's right, because the, the yeah. stuff like oh yeah, and so that's the good news that you got a little bit more time. The bad news is there's a video on how they actually make it, mm-hmm. and if you watch the video, <laughs> you have to kill bunnies in order to no, do it. What's the problem? <laughs> if you watch it, the guy who's explaining mm-hmm. is insufferable as a hipster. It's he's got he's got oh, like a barbell in his nose, oh, no. and he's sitting there, and everything. And he didn't say we bought a lighting system, we acquired a lighting Uh-oh. system. We leveraged a lighting system. And when he said that, uh, then I went, I thought, that's good news, bad news. Obscura you know, Digital are the guys who I'm did the sure. actual work for Obscura it. Obscura Digital. Digital. So I encourage everyone to watch the video. I'll put a link up on the website. You can watch it just because it'll just be ruthless. On a day when you're having a nice, happy time, maybe you've been thinking about what a long, strange trip it's been. Mm. You can plug that in there and then just go, oh, dear Lord, we're all doomed if this is the future of youth. Yeah. Okay, so that's the good news, bad news. And then the second part was the cable cars. Mm-hmm. Did you know ridership is down? Good. Do you guys ride the cable cars when you come or you've done it once? Very rarely now. Yeah. Very rarely. We used to, I mean, we did all the tourist stuff for the right. first yeah. time. Yeah. We've been once this trip. Uh-huh. And that was because we got a city pass. Right, and it was there. And it included the yeah. Mooney for three days. So let's get our money's worth. Right. So we did one trip. Which line did you take? Well, we took the Powell and Hyde, but we like the California yeah, like California, California is the best one. Yeah. California is the most beautiful, in my opinion. Right. But I love the cable cars. Yeah. Oh, sure. And, and I defend them to the hilt. Yeah, yeah. And one of the articles, blog articles I wrote four or five years ago, was about Friedel Klusman, who was the lady who saved the cable cars just after the end of the Second right. World War. Right, When wow. the city wanted to close them down. Yeah. Hmm. That's why, because there was originally 27 individual yeah. lines. Yeah. Well, the California is the oldest line. There's only four left, five There's left? There's only three left. Three left. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're all under one, whereas at one mm-hmm. point they were all individually owned because Halliday had franchised mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So now it's just, it's literally, I mean, I, I've never used it. I never used never. it for for um, actual usefulness. <laughs> it's, it's I all, have. I know you have, but yeah. there's not really much of a... Especially now with Lyft and Uber, it's you know. true. That's true. You know what? Since Lyft, I have not used the cable cars. But when they were talking about, it, they were saying that some people think it's because they raised it to seven bucks, which is way too much. Yeah. Um, now, is it true? How often are you guys in London? Quite a lot. Yeah. Is it true you can't drive into London? There's something about there's some sort of restriction on well, you driving. Can, you can drive, but you yeah. play it. You pay once you hit the sort of interior of uh-huh. London. You pay a uh, what's it called? Congestion charge. Congestion charge it's called. Okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, the reason why I brought it up is because we've got to do something about the congestion we have in San Francisco. God, My yeah. idea was to make it illegal for anyone who didn't have residence in the city to drive in the city. <laughs> and You've had a lot out. of these ideas. Yeah, and if they are caught... Now, that doesn't mean you can't come through. You can come down Van Ness, you can come down Park Presidio and 19th, mm-hmm. and you can go Geary, and maybe even Market. Of course, Market, no one drives on Market anyway. So what, so, if, someone, what if someone is coming from Oakland to go to uh, you know Regency Ballroom? What do they do? They get on BART, and they come, and they can take the 47 right up Van Ness. <laughs> What's yep. the problem? Or the 49. That's what they do. Now, so no more if they are caught in the city driving, their car is immediately impounded. Nice. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to lose the car. It just means they're going to have to bid with other people for their car to get it back. Okay. And the and the funds we get from that pay for free parking for the residents. What do you think? Or even the homeless. Well, they don't have cars. <laughs> that was what I meant. Right. <laughs> You've got a very, this seems like a very easy transition. Yeah, I like oh, this. there's no this problem. Like, look, just, look quick, just let it happen. Just two weeks, let it happen. Just a two-week. It's going to, just believe me. 
It's going to be right. fantastic. <laughs> I really hate it when you, you do that gonna... <laughs> hand gesture. Um, okay. Okay. Here's my main weirdness. 101 North. Oh, you're talking about for other people. Okay, I got you. I thought you were going to. So yeah. 101 North to mm-hmm. like 7th and 4th mm-hmm. is always bad no matter what time of the day. On 101. Yes. Yeah. What are we going to do about that? I take 280 and I don't have a problem. If I'm going to, you know, SF MoMA or something, I you have to take No, you don't. 80. You can take 280 to 6th Street. Boom. You're a block away yeah, from okay. MoMA. Okay. Wait a second. I see what you're saying. I yeah. completely forgot about that part. Yeah. That's, but, um, thank you. That's, okay, uh, that's but, what everyone forgets but, about it. That's but, the beauty of it. But, okay. But 6th is pretty bad too. Not really. Six backs up pretty bad. But you're already on the surface street once you get there. You don't have it backed up where the, you know you can see the interchange and everyone going out to 80 and the whole mess. No, but, but no, you're right. You're right. No, they should have keep doing 101. One it's the more, best way. Just no. Just they need to. What what there should be a plan in place of some kind. You have so much. Tony, need to use restroom or anything like that. Pete and I have to have this discussion about what he's. You have so much clout in San Francisco. You should just do something for other people. Come on. All right. Take two eighty. I mean, we've been coming here 22 years, and I think we've only really discovered the 280 in the last yeah. few years. Yeah. And it's much better. Much, much better. Yeah. It is much better. I'm just there saying. There are ways of getting around the city. It's it's the rhythm. It's the, it's the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking at you. You don't, you don't drive. I'm looking at Tony. You don't drive. Not anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, anyway, so uh, cable car's good, but $7 fee, bad. The long lines uh, waiting for them is long. And now here's the thing. Down there at the Powell Street turnaround, when the line goes around Mm -hmm. and there's crazy people and Ed's dancing and and you got all this commotion and people are standing to get on the cable car. Right. And you see five or six of them just lined up with the guys sitting there eating their Burger King. Right. <laughs> and it drives me nuts. It's not like a, a roller coaster where there's like breaking zones you have to worry about. My favorite thing about that line is that San Francisco happens to you. Like there's just someone, every once in a while, someone just gets picked off of the line. You know, oh no, I hope it's not me, but move a little closer. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, just, exactly. Scary. So there's good and bad, but I think we've decided mostly we all love the cable cars and wouldn't want to have the city without it. Okay, well, I think that was the extent of what we were doing to get Tony into the swing of things. We do have a little sponsorship we got to do, though. Oh, okay. So, Tony, how long have you guys been married? Well, we've been together 35 years, but mm. we've been married eight years. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, congratulations, you newlyweds. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I always say that, but I don't really have a segue into what I want to say because I don't want to make any uh, insinuations. No, he's trying to say that sometimes Mm -hmm. in a man or a woman's life, when they're getting ready for a wedding day, they might be concerned about fitting into that tux or fitting into that wedding dress. Yeah. Like for me, I'm always concerned about fitting into my wedding dress. I'm saying there's a... I'm coming down about 22% chance that he wore a tuxedo t-shirt. No. Nope. No? No? Did you get nope. dressed up? Nope. Was Kiss it the groom? Just a regular suit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's something there. With an open neck shirt. Yeah? Just casual, cool, Was nice. it on the beach? No. No? Okay. It was in a little wedding chapel yeah. in Las Vegas. Oh, really? You guys oh, got right. married yeah. in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah. how about that? On Halloween. So you were dressed <laughs> then? On purpose? I mean, you um, thought you wanted to... No, sort of, because it was Janet's mother's birthday the day before. Uh-huh. It was her 80th birthday. Mm. And we said, let's go to Vegas. And we sort of said, oh, let's get married. And wow. so we got married the day after her 80th birthday. Wow. So you guys were all there. Thing. 
So that would you guys are gonna be nine years then in in about a week or and a half or so or were you already counting your it'd be eight? eight. It'd be eight. Oh, to be eight. Okay. So what did you go as then? You went as a groom. He went as a groom. I was thinking open neck shirt yeah. is like one step away from Scarface. You could do like a sure. chain oh, thing, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you went as a bride. Okay. Now, did you go as a regular bride or as a trampy bride? Because all the in, <laughs> at the Halloween, women always dress up. Whatever it is, it's got to be trampy. Right. Oh, okay. She's okay. Right. Just, All right. It was just a nice It was story. quite conventional okay, and very civilized right. and very nice. Oh, right. Which is what, those are the three adjectives that people use to describe Vegas all the time. On the other hand. <laughs> but the evening. <laughs> right. If someone did want to go as a trampy bride, then you may want to see Tammy Fox at Bridal Fitness Coach. That's correct. To get into the trampy type of tr- Because dress. we are legally supposed to push. That's right. Products. And she can do it. If you were to walk in, yes, sir. Well, look. Two years' time, we're meant to be going, according to Janet, we're meant to be going back to Vegas to the little Chapel of the Flowers to, to renew our vows. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to renew? So we could do a trampy renewal of vows. Oh, then you could do vows. the trampy renewing of vows. That's the classiest Here's thing I've the ever key. heard. Here's the key. When you renew your vows, you have to be chewing gum. Like that. Okay. And call yeah, him. yeah, yeah, I do. And, yeah, Whatever. and just call him honey. Every, at the end of every sentence, just yeah. honey. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Hun, there you go. So, yeah, hun, yeah. So, and then, of course, uh, there's the, we should finish the commercial. (laughs) (laughs) This is the longest one. If you you want to get into the the normal dress or the trampy dress or any dress whatsoever. You got to call Bridal Fitness Coach. uh, Exactly. She will make it about making a commitment to your health Health and and well-being for the rest of your life. That's correct. Wow, you're doing great. Not just just the wedding day or the wedding night, but for, for, this is about making a commitment to your future. Yes, exactly. And whether the wedding day is next year year or next month uh-huh. or in two years mm-hmm. for uh, uh trampy renewals right. uh there you can make sure you're looking and feeling fabulous all right so here's what you do you you're provided with a tailor it's not here's what you do it's here's what you get you're provided <laughs> with a tailor-made fitness program it fits your goals Just power through. your time frame <laughs> And your budget, you're trained at either a gym, which uh-huh. is a private gym. It's of not course. just like 24 There's fitness. multiple private this gyms. This is a very dangerous private gym where right. bad things can happen. You right. can go there, or you can be trained in your home privately. Sure. You can be trained at even your work mm-hmm. or over the internet. The whole thing works because there's brides, bridal parties, grooms. They're all included. She does the whole thing, and this is how you do it. Bridalfitnesscoach.com. Or you can call it 415-317-6827. What's that number? 415-317-6827. Bridal Fitness Coach. Make a commitment. All righty. Hun. <laughs> Are you familiar, Lizzie, with Patreon? Yes. Do you have a Patreon? Yes, as a matter of fact. Wow, oh. you've been listening a lot lately, huh? <laughs> Apparently. She left town and that's it. I'm done with you, boy. Bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. We got we got a Patreon campaign going. You know, when I get that big tech money, though, maybe I'll need to get rid of some of it. That would be good. You know, you there's can. Too much money. There's all the here. different levels there, and all the different <laughs> rewards you get for your levels. Oh, I'm um, look. It's all levels, Jerry. I was going to show you the decoder cards. We get decoder cards. There it is. So here's what a decoder card looks like. This is to certify that the person noted below is Throng Strong. Wow, this looks official. So is this a code that I can write secret messages in? Yeah, and this is a code also to get into the Throng Strong page, there's a password. And when it changes, you refer to your decoder card and you type in the password so you can uh, listen to After Dark and you can get oh. ringtones and such. I like that the T looks like a butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, now now people are listening know that the T looks like a butt. That gives them their first letter. <laughs> 
Well, I gave you a clue. Oh, boy. Anyway, if you would like a decoder card with a T that looks like a butt, <laughs> go to patreon.com forward slash lousy San Francisco podcasts. Thank you for sitting through that, guys. It was our I want to know about yes. Tony. Okay. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. She comes here and you make I her know, get I make you her stuff. do things. Thanks, hun. <laughs> Doll. Oh, that's it. Right. That's perfect. Okay, so uh, he's actually he's in our neighborhood. When you're here, you guys usually stay in Bernal Heights, right? Well, we're in Noe Valley again this time, oh. so we stay in that same general area, Noe Valley, Bernal Heights. Yeah. He's got that Folkestone money. He's been yeah. in Noe Valley. So is it no. mostly you've been doing that um, uh, through Airbnb, or have you just been renting places well, from time to time? Well, as I say, we first came here 22 years ago. We stayed in hotels in Fisherman's Wharf, Union Square, <laughs> the usual tourist thing. Then seven years ago, we decided we wanted to stay in a neighborhood and we've done Hayes Valley, Nopa, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> or Nopa. Um, but we then discovered Noe Valley and the last six times we've been, we've stayed three times in Noe Valley, three times in Bernal Heights. I do like We Noe do Valley. love that area. Yeah. 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 There's, a, there's a really good bagel shop there in Noe Valley. That, yeah. Of course you would know the bagel shop. Yeah. There's I've also, never been to that Whole Foods. There's also a good one uh, Is that right Whole Foods any yeah. good? Yeah. 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 24th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's a we like Martha's so, yeah. Coffee Shop. Ooh, there's only a What's few the, of them in the city. Yeah. What's the cross street? Um, well, there's one on Church. There's okay. one on Twenty Fourth, and there's one on Cortland in um, Bernal Heights. Okay. Okay, so yep. let's let's talk about you. Where are you from? Where you know your your background, your schooling, right. your John Lennon story. The John Lennon story. Okay. Um, well, I was born. I was born. Um, but how far do you want to go back? My, Whatever's uh, interesting. It was a cold January night in 1952. My parents thought, no, no, we won't go that far. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to go that far. We'll come right? back forward nine months. I, right. was, I was actually born um, on the day that tea rationing uh-huh. ended in the UK. I didn't even know this existed. What are you talking Wait, about? Wait, what year was this now? During the Second World War, mm-hmm. lots of things, same in the, I presume it's the same in the US. Things were rationed. Yes, yeah, you but know. not tea. But tea, well, <laughs> you, coffee. Bullets, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, rubber and rationing, rubber and steel. Rationing and bullets in the US. Yeah. Oh, right. anyway, we're, we're mo- moving swiftly on. Um, no, tea is obviously a big thing in the UK. Sure. And my mother was a ma- massive tea drinker. I just think it's sort of interesting that I was born on the day. Yeah. They said you can drink as much tea as you like, but in the you, future, fifty-two. So it was a little while after the war was over, though. Yeah. It took them that long to get it around did. to it. It did. Yeah. Why would it last that long? Well, it's it's we were poor. Right, it was yeah. pretty bad. They yeah. had they had a bad run of things yeah, but during they, the war. But but during that <clears throat> during that few years after the war, yeah. we did build the welfare state, the national health service. <laughs> you know, yeah, but what about of, tea? <laughs> well, uh, I think that's low on the, the I think that's right. low on the priorities. <laughs> See? Anyway, wow. way off. Born on the day tea rationing okay. ended, which I think is quite cool. Um, what part of the country? In uh, a place called. Well, you've got a few of them. Rochester, oh. the original Rochester, which is a small. Wait a minute, the original Rochester was with Jack Benny. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. That's a yeah. That's a... <laughs> um, in in Kent in England, which is right in the southeast corner, thirty miles from London. Mm. So I was born there. I was went to school there, 
I went to university. I studied English literature. I then got a master's in Anglo-Irish literature. Ah. Um, Back to Finnegan's Wake. Yeah. 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 Did Finnegan's Wake. Did you read it? I tried. Did you, yes, <laughs> did you get what it? Was, would be my next question. What was what? What's, I, what's that I love book about? Ulysses, though. Oh yeah, the Ulysses. The Not the James Joyce Ulysses, but the Homer Ulysses. <laughs> no, the James Joyce. Oh okay. <laughs> I haven't. I, oh yeah, James Joyce. That's right. I, yeah. 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 He, I Irish. know. I know nothing about any of that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Angela's but ashes. Of what cut long story <laughs> short. I then spent thirty years in the British civil service in uh, what is now called the Department for Work and Pensions. So it's like the Employment Department. Gotcha. Mm. National Employment right. Department. I mean, Janet's done... Janet's just retired from 42 years in it. Wow. Nice. I mean, I retired eight years ago now, so... Yeah. Um, so that's like a fun version of our DMV. If you say so. <laughs> How many windows do you guys have open at one time over there? We only have one. I don't right. know why they have more than one window. Thousands. And, and, uh, yeah. Okay. So you got that going. And yep. but in the meantime, you've had this side gig of uh, loving um, San Francisco history. Yeah. The summer, yeah. specifically over yeah. is it specific to San Francisco or is it world history, U.S. history? Um, it's probably mainly San Francisco. To be to be honest, I mean, I was forty three before I even came to San Francisco, yeah. and it was only really Janet's parents that that sort of talked us into doing it because I had this sort of thing. Although, as I explained earlier. You know, I, I became a, a besotted, if you like, with San Francisco in 67. Right, right. As a 15-year-old. Right. Never really wanted to come to America. Yeah. Um, we used to holiday a lot in Italy and France and so on. And uh, it was something about, I don't know, sorry, but Americans were loud and brash. Yeah, yeah very obnoxious. Uh, and culturally not as developed as us and all of that. Right. Wow. So we didn't really want... <laughs> We never had any tea rationing, all right? <laughs> There's a phrase for, do you know how to say the phrase culturally developed in German? <laughs> you don't? Touche. You're welcome. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so, wait, so, anyway, okay. Anyway, so her parents. Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Five years before we first came here, her parents both retired. And they started traveling all over, well, mainly U.S. And they said, you've got to go to America. It's amazing. And you've got to go to the West Coast and San Francisco. They said they're not that loud. They're not that bad. <laughs> no, they did not say oh, that. No, no, no. <laughs> but they're really nice people, which is true. Um, so eventually they talked us into doing a 15-day coach tour of the West. We did the Grand Canyon. We did Vegas. We did Disneyland. We did Yosemite. And we ended up in San Francisco mm. for three nights. Uh-huh. And the coach driver said, you know the song? And he played it on the coach, right. you know, Tony Bennett. And he said, I can guarantee that at the end of this three days, you'll leave your heart here. And for us, it was true. Yeah. Hmm. And then the next time we came, we started combining it with skiing in Tahoe. Oh, okay. So we've done a lot of trips where we've done, say, a 10 days fortnight in San Francisco and then a, a week skiing in Tahoe. And in fact, next weekend, we're going to go up to Heavenly and spend a, a day there oh, as cool. well. But, you know, all our focus is on... Not just San Francisco, because we want to visit other parts of the U.S. And we've yeah. done the East Coast and, right. and so on. But San Francisco is our second home now. Simple well, that's, as that. that's nice. What? Simple that's as nice. that. And we've spent probably more time in San Francisco than anywhere that we've ever not lived, if, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not been our permanent home. 
I remember someone telling me that because they thought a similar thing. Oh, those Americans, they're all blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. only because the people who get the money to yeah, tour yeah. or to holiday in England yeah. are usually, you know, yeah. Trumpish type of, you know, maybe it's yeah. that. You I'll know, give you, you, no, I'll give you another. No, <laughs> Americans are obnoxious. But <laughs> I, I, I don't not well, necessarily in a bad same, way. No, we think the same thing about the Euro, some of the European tours. Yeah, well, we all think here. that. The French, everyone, they think oh. that too. Um, give you an example about um, our perception of U.S. sports. Okay. Was you know you go to a football game or a baseball game, and all that was there for you was was Budweiser and burgers. Right. Then we went to AT and T Park. Well, yeah. And there's every cuisine on the planet in that right. stadium. Well, sure. And the facilities are amazing. Yeah. And we can have Californian wine and. Just now that is kind of unique, though, well, to San Francisco. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, you're not, not going to the... get that in Green Bay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair point. Fair point. But that's how we love. That's why we love it. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Tony is a man of letters, and he has published. Oh. Yes. Now the first one was a sports uh, sports book, correct? A cricket book. Yeah. 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 You can yep, tell us a little was, bit about it if you want to. Well, it was called A Half Forgotten Triumph, uh-huh. and it was co-written with a friend of mine. Um, and it was about um, it was at a particular season, cricket season, where my local county cricket team won the, the county the championship. Whole thing. The national, yeah, the whole thing, as you call the it. smash. Yeah. World Series of Cricket. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very, very niche piece of work. It's niche. Lot, lots of um, old photographs that we sourced from the uh, from various libraries and so on. So a bit of a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Not something that was going to sell 50,000 mm-hmm. copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously we made no money. In fact, we lost quite a lot of money on sure. it. But it's a beautiful looking book, yeah. I have to say. And it got a lot of um, very good uh, reviews. From that it specific w- niche. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was nominated for a couple of major awards. Didn't oh, win, cool. but it was nominated. Oh, that's cool. Um then um, my friend who I wrote the book with, he was keen to write some more in that sort of area. I wasn't because I was, had this idea of writing this b- book about an Englishman in San Francisco. Uh, and unfortunately, um, about 18 months after we published the book, he suddenly um, was diagnosed with brain cancer and oh, died within weeks. Wow. Jeez. Which is a real tragedy. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, yes, what you were getting to, SK, was that... Um, you know, for a little while now, I've had this idea of this book called um, "Smiling on a Cloudy Day," right? Which is a a, a line from a Grateful Dead song, right. um, and called "An Englishman's Love Affair with San Francisco." I have a Facebook page which covers that, and I have quite a lot of material that I have worked on previously, but it's got a bit stuck in recent times. But um, it's still it's still my intention that I finish that. The issue I think the issue I keep struggling with is whether that is some sort of travel diary or whether it's something a bit more substantial like that possibly even a piece of fiction. Oh really revolving around our experiences oh, in San Francisco. So you might be he's gotten in far enough now where yeah. he's got several doors may open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's well you'll put in a bunch of autobiographical things but in someone else's it will, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you can get fanciful with it. Yeah, you should name the make main the homeless character, make the homeless guy a little okay. worse. Yeah, you should okay. totally do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, even before you get into that, unless you want to get into that, maybe we, I did the outline, but it could be sure, wrong. Sure. I don't know. Hey, sure, sure, man. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's try this, and if we don't get to where you're going to, we'll just we'll just stop and go to where you want to be. 
Like American Express. Yeah. This is very confusing. I know. But he's got it. We're sympathetic. Just ask me a question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now okay. you're getting it. <laughs> All right. So you're in charge of making people wait at the window for 40 years or so or, or something years. <laughs> 40 and years. then you retire and then you go another route with your career. Yeah. Really, didn't you? You did. Yeah. What was that? Well, to be fair, a lot of the first few years, I mean, I did a, I did a qualification in travel and tourism. Uh-huh. So I have that to sort of fall back on, if you like. I mean, my original idea was to be possibly a tour guide. Mm. And in fact, I am now in the last year or so doing that in yeah. Folkestone. But it was perhaps more on a, a bigger scale than that, you know, mm-hmm. like sort of tour bus. Oh, take um, people, guide. groups a, of people yeah. to places. Yeah, that was the original idea. But I did a qualification, which I got very good results for. Um, I'm naturally extremely indolent. What Do you Americans know what that means? It doesn't pencil. <laughs> Lazy. Lazy. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So it does take a bit to sort of G me up, so to speak. Um, but also during that sort of first few years, my father got ill. And so quite a bit of my time yeah. was involved in sort of caring for him right. physically and emotionally, really. Right. Um, but he died a couple of years ago now. So that sort of gave us a sort of opportunity to, to expand a bit more. And I did write a little article um, which gave some um, comparisons between San Francisco and Folkestone. They're both port towns. They both sent people to war. They've both got great scenic beauty. They've got artistic scenes. Lots of crazy seagulls. You know, they've got all that, sorts of that urine things smell. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Absolutely. Homeless, right? You know. right. <laughs> but no, lots of of good comparisons. Between Where's them. where is Folkestone? Right. Have you heard of the White Cliffs of Dover? Yes. yes. Next door. Got it. Seven miles. Oh, right. Same little bit of coast. Okay. It's like San Francisco and Oakland, if you like. You okay. Know, it's prettier than Oakland. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> San Francisco and Pacifica? Yeah. yeah. What is interesting is, obviously, I have a lot of Facebook friends from San Francisco. Mm. And I post a lot of stuff about folks since we moved there a year ago. And the number of people who go, wow, man, it looks amazing. It's yeah, cute. It does. From San Francisco. I'm one of the people about who Folkestone. looks yeah. at your Folkestone stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, is it okay beautiful. if I say Folkestone, by the way, in the American Folks- obnoxious way? No. Oh, okay. I mean, we would say Folkestone. Folkestone, yeah, right. Quick, sort yeah. of British way. Yeah, but you guys yeah. got Greenwich wrong, so. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Greenwich. <laughs> and by the way, ah, oh, actually. Yes. Yeah. You, you guys do said, say Greenwich, and we moment. say Greenwich. You said Geary earlier. Yes. Now, I. I'm sure it's Gary. Okay, this is like my mom's thing with fairy and fairy. I didn't hear a difference between right. the two words you said. Wait, say that. Say I did again. not hear a difference. Gary. Uh huh. Gary. And you but say it's an Gary. E in it. I think it's pronounced <laughs> Gary. Gary, as in like a G A like with Gary a line over it. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. It may be in the rest of the world, but as Kearney you know, and Kearney, we say Kearney. Yes, agreed. Right. So why don't you say Gary? Gary. Because, uh, <laughs> That's a good point. No, I'll tell you well, why. It's the same reason we don't say Arguello. I mean, I do, but most of San Francisco says Arguello. There's things within... We don't even say San Francisco, right? We say San Fran and not San Francisco. There's a lot yeah. of things that San Francisco San say. San Francisco. Point Reyes. Most would say nice. Point Reyes. We say Point Reyes. San Rafael, San Mateo. It's just lazy, isn't it? San Rafael. It's no, lazy. it's in, it's American. We do the same. It's, it's do very the same. American too. It's you know a lot of our a lot of our towns, especially in California, are are Latin. Yeah, are, are from Spanish. Mexico. Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we make a them. tortilla. You know, we don't call it a 
you know, we yeah, don't it's say a tortilla it, would be correct. Le- but you know what I'm saying? It's there's a lot of Mexican words that we Do don't. Do you call it a tortilla? You know what I'm saying. Whoa. Follow follow what I'm saying. So how old is Folkestone? Well, Iron Age. Which is I, a I don't know long, the reference. That's, that's, <laughs> which is a bloody long time ago. Okay. Many, many thousands of years ago. Okay. We're yeah. talking Monty Python Holy Grail. They, they have level. they have so, found Iron Age excavation. Wow. We have in our little little museum a skeleton of a, a young woman they reckon is Iron Age, which is sixth century BC. Wow. We've got a, a a Roman villa that's being worked on as well. Whenever they find a Roman villa anywhere in England, they say, oh, is where King Arthur's from, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not claiming that much. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, now we're way off here, it but I've got to know this, because I'm uh, my mother's Italian, okay. but my father's Scottish. Okay. Now, you know, there's always one side of the family you spend more time with, so I came up, and I was just always Italian my whole life. Good man. We, we you know... <laughs> My mom only made Italian food till I was like 14 years old. Whoa, so, you lucky you know, put some thing. Put some haggis in the lasagna. And I would never, <laughs> ever admit I was Scottish Aww. until Braveheart. So my question being... Brexit. How do, <laughs> how do English people feel about anything Mel Gibson does? Because it seems like whatever he does, the British are the bad guys. I hear he's going to redo the Gandhi story. Right. Uh, oh, dear. Braveheart. Never seen it. You've never seen it? No. Good for you. I don't think it's that great. Okay, how about this one? <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that would be good. Master and Commander, we're all on the same side on that one. Okay, I'll get to yeah, that. Yeah. And then, of course, The Great Escape. Oh, great. You're okay with oh, that? Oh, I've seen that a million I've times. Heard so- it's on at Christmas every right. oh, that's year you- <laughs> in the UK. Oh, that's well, awesome. I heard Donald Pleasance was actually in a POW camp in World War II. Okay. From what I heard. Wow. And the story was really, I mean, they made it because Americans made the movie. It's James Garner and Steve McQueen, and they're oh, cool. Yeah, and, right. the, and the Brits are all backup characters. But in the real story... I don't even know if there was even Americans in the camp. It was all the British that were doing the stuff. So uh, I always want to get that. Uh, they had to cut out all the time. Someone yelled Hogan. Yeah, like that's right. <laughs> anyway, okay. You know what? Forget all this because we want to talk about you and Folkestone and your tours. Yeah. So you did start up the tours. I started up the tours um, after we came back from San Francisco in uh, beginning of June. Uh huh. Um, they've gone very well. Uh-huh. I haven't got huge numbers of people yet, and I need to work on the sort of marketing right, right. Um, of it. But everybody who's been on the tours has really enjoyed them. You're getting reviews uh, and things yeah. online? Yeah, very good. And and I've enjoyed them very much yeah. as well. And obviously, when we go back, when we go back home uh, next month, um, I've got the winter to work on research sure. and also developing some additional tours because I offered three to begin with. But I'm looking at doing um, additional tours. And in fact, when we go home, um, we've got the Folkestone Book Festival, which is an annual um, event. And I'm going to be doing, A, some readings in a local coffee shop. Um, but I'm also going to be planning on doing a couple of tours that week about um, Folkestone from the literary perspective. So Dickens stayed there, Charles oh, yeah. Dickens. There. Was that one of the two cities, Folkestone? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but it'd be nice. Um, H.G. Wells as well, and a few other local writers. So, um, but but I want to develop over the over the winter some additional tours, different areas of folks, and different different subjects, if you like. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy it. I have to say, I want to give a shout out. Do here it to a local San Francisco legend, who is my oh, inspiration. This is You're embarrass me. I can't. I just... <laughs> Second only to SK Morgan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who's become a, a, a personal if friend he of says, ours. If he says Joshua Norton, no, I think I might throw no. him out of the air. Throw him out. <laughs> Wait a 
way he said <laughs> Go I like, ahead. I like how Tony's Go cussed ahead. like 14 Go times. say how great Joseph is and his stinking peacock feathers. Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> they don't stink anymore because you've got a new outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. You can say it. We I love, already we love Joseph. Do you? I've okay. been on every one of his Emperor Norton tours. I've been on every one of his um, culinary tours where he dresses up as a chef. Right. Although he's he a is chef. a chef. Yeah, he is a chef. Yeah. But sorry, we we like Joseph. Well, um, okay. And he's. A, I mean, when it comes to walking tours, mm-hmm. and he gave he gave me some good advice when I started thinking about doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a bit of a mentor. You know? Yeah. So I'll have nothing said against. No, that's okay because your mentor is well. What's jo- well? I won't, I'll just say Joshua Norton. I won't give Joseph's yeah, last yeah, yeah. name or anything. Yeah, sure. Any more of a plug? Uh, <laughs> so you're, he's your mentor. That's fine. My mentor, Big Papa, Daniel Bacon. Daniel Bacon, the guy who invented San Francisco walking tours, the okay. Barbara Coast tour. Oh yeah, been on the show. Yeah. Loves me. So you know that's fine. You can he's have Joshua Norton. He's been on Norton twice, hasn't he? Been on. He's twice? Been, he came to the big lousy Palooza when he met Bill Cartwright, five-time NBA champion. How many so, times you know, has Joshua been on your podcast? That's Tony? right. Aha. This guy. This Two questions. Guy. I yes, have. sir. I, what would? What questions do you have, Pete? Uh, first question: Did you already have a lot of? Um, Competition. Wow. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, In other God. words, are as you bitter about the wow. other folks on tours as I am about Emperor Norton? Of, no. Are there a bunch of folks on tours already there? No. Okay. I invented them. the first? I invented them. Oh, that is good. Yeah, we yeah. moved We moved like to Folkestone, and I looked around and thought, why the... It's nothing being done right. here. Because it's gorgeous, this town. And it's, it's got history, town. And it's blah, blah, blah. There's a lot happening there. Why is nobody doing a walking tour? So right. that's how that happened. Very nice. The other question is, and I, I'm sure you have your own soliloquy you can go off on, but what is your passion behind it? What gave you the inkling? You know, I want well, to show passion. other people this cool blah blah blah. Is well, it that? Is you it just said it? Okay, I mean, it's, it's a <laughs> the blah 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 part. <laughs> right. I, I I went to Folkestone as a young child in the '60s mm. for about five or six summer vacations, so I fell in love with it then. Mm. Scenically, it's again one of those similarities with San Francisco. Right. It is stunning. It is beautiful. And um, there is so much going on. There's such a really good vibe there artistically. Loads of coffee shops and restaurants and just such a really cool place to, to live. So that, that was simply my sort of reason for doing it. And I felt, why are people not seeing this? I have friends, family, who live 45 miles away from Folkestone. And I wanted to share that with people. I just want to share, you used the word, my passion for folks and my net, what is now my hometown with other people. Awesome. And at no, the same time, San Francisco. But it was yeah. spurred on by folks and specifically. It wasn't like, oh, I love giving tours. Oh, no. And well, this is a perfect time or a perfect town say, to do He did say, I don't it. know if you were listening we, at all, but he did say <laughs> I, that I, he I had, you know, we got into the travel industry, got yeah. certified. Yeah. Oh, got, oh okay. So that's, yeah. that yeah. happened beforehand. But, yeah. but Janet and I had made a conscious decision when my father died two years ago now, mm. we had no reason why where we were living, which was only 50 miles away, there was nothing keeping us in that town I see. Mm-hmm. or that area. I had a little bit of family, but not really close. Mm-hmm. So we said, right, we decided over the year or two leading up to that, we wanted to live on the coast. We wanted to live by the sea. So it was a matter of deciding on which of about six or eight little seaside towns right. we wanted to live in. And we came to the mutual decision that we wanted to live in Folkestone. And, and wow, it's even better than we thought. Let, let me ask you a question. And again, 
these are just weird, stupid thoughts I have in my head. I go, oh, this could be good or it could be horrible. Please isolate that later on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking maybe you could help me do the Amazon button commercial and I could be, if you would like, <gasps> you could ask Tony Corrington questions about the Amazon button. Yeah, this is, okay, so he's going to be you, but his version of you. <laughs> my version of you before I admit you. Unless it bothers you. I, don't, I won't. I don't get it. You know, <laughs> Obnoxious Americans do. <laughs> I'm not an obnoxious American. Okay, we won't do that then. We won't do that. Okay. We could still do it with this behind it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No voice. We just have it in. You know, that's it. <laughs> okay. We won't. We won't. All right. Here's the deal, Pete. Yes. Uh, as you know, we're going out of business. Right. Right. And uh, this is like... There was a book. In fact, I think I have it up on the on the, the shelf there. It's called Silent Ship, Silent Sea. Uh-huh. And there's a little part in there. It's a, it's a story about World War II. It was an American destroyer in the South Pacific. And there was a new guy on board who, who was being bullied. Sure. And at one point, one of the bullies is actually beating him up. And he does a little soliloquy, to use your vernacular. Mm-hmm. And he's... He decides, in the middle of being jumped by like six guys, that it's like falling off a cliff. You can either fall in terror, or you could do a swan dive, or do flips, or you know, try to make it fun. So he decides, as he's being beaten up, he's going to go down swinging. Right. That's what I would like to do with the Amazon button. I see what you're doing. See what we're getting I at here? I see what you're doing. Okay. okay. So what I'm saying is So when is this. you wanted to go online and buy that buy that book right yes that you just silent said. ship silent sea by first Phil go to skmorton.com then click on the amazon button then shop as you normally would amazon will give us money for it you don't bit. have to pay any extra little trickle we just get a kickback that's right and by the way this is trademark tony you are not allowed to use this <laughs> to this idea for your own benefit yes. um and yeah and, and so go. then maybe you know a little who knows what will happen in the next 10 weeks is this what we're is saying. And this is a good place to start. So the Amazon button at skmorton.com. Shower us with your money. Make a commitment. All right. And we are back with Tony Corrington. And we're back. Okay, so how have you been doing? Is Have you had an okay time? We're only shooting for okay, by the way. We we figure shoot for the gutter, everything above it is gravy. Underwhelmed. Yes. Yeah. It's been great. Okay. Aww. I don't believe him. No, it's not. <laughs> Okay, so there was recently uh, in one of our online little uh, San Francisco-y things, SFist, do you ever follow anything on SFist? No. no it's sorry. an online magazine type of thing. It's, yeah. yeah it's, A lot of the people that were in the same San Francisco yeah. and history groups, you know, post okay. things. Yeah. But uh, I found one recently, and it was about spots that are under adverti- yeah, underappreciated spots in San Francisco that people have Ooh. gone to. And so what I figured is I'll let you start thinking about some things that you you found that you never hear anyone talk about and you really love them. And I can get us warmed up with a couple from the list that they had. Sure. How's that sound? Have you ever been to the Mechanics Institute, the library, on Post or Sutter? It would be Sutter. You're talking no of it, no? but we've not yeah. been there, no. Um, that was the first one they had on there. And... You know the James Lick story is very. He's it's you know also the Mechanics Institute started yeah. with James Lick. That's the same Lick as the Observatory, right? The observatory, the freeway, and okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know the story about Ghirardelli and James Lick. No, I've told this. I thought the original Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory is actually down in Jackson Square, right next to the Hodling Building, because when James Lick was down in Chile, was it Chile or Peru? Chile, I always think Chile because he was a cross-country runner, and that's the easiest country to run across. But it might have been Peru. When he came up during the gold rush, Ghirardelli had given it was his neighbor down there. Norton was in Peru. 
Yes, he was. That's boy, he cannot get off this. <laughs> <Norton>. Sorry. <laughs> get him. You know, Norton hands out his own money. That's why. He, he bought him. All He's right, a continue. sellout. Tony's continue a sellout, man. Your, okay, so, anyway, so yeah, he bu- he sold all of Ghirardelli's chocolate on the way up, made a small fortune, wrote to Ghirardelli and said, hey, you got to come up here. Ghirardelli said, well, where am I going to make my chocolate? He said, i got some property for you. Boom. And it's the that, that original Ghirardelli factory is still around. That nice. that building uh, survived the earthquake and fire and everything. I don't know if uh, Emperor Norton's tour, if you've heard that on his tour or not. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? You did? Oh, no. Sorry. It's weird because I never see him down in Jackson Square. I always no, see does. him on Commercial Street. No, he does. We've been to Jackson yeah. Square. And I know, Sorry. well, that's right, because I know you guys, he's got his own little cutout down in the uh, yeah. Hippodrome. That's yeah. right. You ever go up on the roof? No. Uh, at five, at, no, you never go up on the roof, huh? Oh, that's crazy. I think so. huh. Are you guys going to have to wrap your yeah. wrists and fight like West Side Story at the end of this? <laughs> that's right. Okay, so anyway, th- all that being said, Mechanics Institute, the library, and they have the their chess playing and like that, uh, is actually a pretty cool library. What about these guys? What do you think is some But he said he hadn't been there. No, some underrated things. Underrated. I think there's a couple of there's a couple of attractions very close to each other that I think are very underrated and they're fantastic value. It's Hyde Street Pier. It's on my list. And the museum next to it. The with, Maritime um, Museum with the No, with the one with Laughing Cell. Oh, the Musée de Mécanique. Musée Mécanique. Yes. Hmm. I think they are great. What are I they? I don't get. Musée Mécanique is um, a space with a lot of old um, machines. Hmm. From A lot of them were at um, Playland, Playland at the beach. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And there are a lot of old pinball machines. Nice. And, and, from the turn of the century type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it actually goes all the way up until the like, 80s, them, yeah. but most yeah. of it is the old time. Yeah. And they're working. And you've got the yeah. classic Laughing Sal doll, right. yeah. which came from Playland. Um, but Hyde Street Pier is amazing. I mean, I'm not a great fan of ships, but you can walk around the Blaclutha, is it? The um, Blaclutha, yeah, which yeah. isn't there uh, at the moment. Really? Yeah, it's in dry right. dock. They're cleaning it. Oh, it's okay. supposed to be back at the end of the month. Okay. But there's three or four ships there that are really, you can just walk around. Awesome. And, uh, and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely well, under underpopulated versus I think it is. Well, actually, is. that is not true. Oh, okay. yeah. well, that's good. Because, and I'll tell you why. We recently, you might notice up on the big board there, we have from Keith Breitbach, he's trying to preserve Municipal Pier, which is the round one that goes across from High Street Pier. Oh, yeah. And he was saying that whole area, Aquatic Park, gets about, what did he say? Was it 50 million or five? Or maybe it's 500,000. <laughs> I can't remember. Big but, it, but it was <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> I, th- I was thinking he was saying maybe it was five million, but he was, I can't remember what the exact number was. There was a five and some zeros, but it was yeah. more than Yosemite. So okay. there are, I mean, not to, not to uh, contradict you, but I, I was no, surprised fine. by that when I when he told me that as well. A little bit further afield, and again, you're probably going to contradict me again. <laughs> what a jerk! But I don't think the who me tour, or him, even oh. though it's close to Fisherman's Wharf, that tourists don't get is Fort Mason. Absolutely true. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's amazing. There's a lot of stuff going on there yeah. with the the library and the bookshop mm-hmm. and the 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 arts things that are going on. But we started like most tourists in the late late 90s. We spent all our time in Fisherman's Wharf, yeah. Pier 39, right. Union Square. Always hate Ashbury because that was sure. a particular fascination for me. But over the years, we've moved further away. Mm-hmm. And as I said earlier, last seven years, we've stayed out in, no, out in the neighborhoods. Right. And what we like as much as anything is just spending a day just hanging out in one of those neighborhoods not just those but places like Potrero Hill yeah oh yeah Coal Valley 
just hanging out in those places, looking at the attractions, going and standing up on Tank Hill or whatever. And that's our day. Mm-hmm. And Because what we decided is we want to come to San Francisco and we want to just live as if we were living here permanently. Right. We want to live as locals was the expression I used. Yeah, now you did mention a couple of things, but I was going to ask, so like what kind of shops? I'm a bookshop man. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll spend all day. In fact, I did one day when we were here in April, we split up for a day and I went, I think, to nine. I went using Mooney. I spent the whole day flitting around the city going to nine different bookshops. Which ones did you go to? Aardvark? Aardvark, of course. Of course. Yep. Um, dog Eared Books. Okay. On Mission. Yep. So in the Mission, there's Dog Eared, but there's also one on uh, 24th. Oh, it's Borderland as well. Okay. It's Borderland that... Books. No. There's the one on 24th. And yeah. And there's one on Valencia. Well, it's two on Valencia. There's Dog Eared oh, okay. and right. Borderlands, which are about there 100 yards apart. I only know about Dog Eared. There's the one in Fillmore, um, which is a coffee shop as well. There's Booksmith in the Hate mm-hmm. on Hate Street. There's one I like, uh, the Book Passage down at the um, Ferry Building. Uh-huh. Wow. That's another favorite haunt of ours, the Ferry Building. What's the one that's got a green in it? Ferry Building rent, though. That's insane. Yeah. What, yeah. What's the With one the that's got the word name Green in it? I can't think of it now. Green Apple Books. Green Apple. Two. In, I went to two because I knew Green Apple Books in the Richmond. And I was wandering around um, 9th Street one day. And there's a Green Apple Books on the park in the inner sunset. Hmm. And I found that one. So there's two Green Apple Books oh, okay. as well. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Bird and Beckett as well in um, Glen Park. I never so I did all of those in one day. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Just, just kept getting all did you get anything, movie. or did you just? Oh, I bought three or four books. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've got a broke. massive, got a massive San Francisco book collection. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I would oh, love yeah. to. Yeah. Anything from Daniel Bacon? I don't think so. No, I got all of this stuff. Of course, he's my mentor. Mind you, Edward <laughs> um, hasn't, hasn't it, written so, any yeah. books yeah. either. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Now you also mentioned um, Tank Hill, of course. Okay. Wow, named after a water tank. Amazing view. Yeah. But there's a lot of hills. Have you guys been up to uh, Mount Olympus? No. Yeah. No. I just recently came across a picture from yeah. like 1890, yeah. and it was showing the west side of town, and it it was showing where the panhandle is now. Yeah. And up on Mount Olympus was the, there was a big statue that I think it was James, no, no, it was Sutro had donated. Okay. It was called Triumph of Light. Right. And the statue's gone now. I don't know what happened to it. I, I've never done the research. I'm sure it's yeah. not hard to find the answer. But the base and the stairs that went up to it are still there. And Mount Olympus is one of those hill parks that's got some of the old tombstones, uh, the granite tombstones from yeah. the old cemeteries that go up as you go around there. Oh, yeah. So the, the, there's a lot of cool hills. Have you been up into Sutro Forest? Yes. Up in Twin Peaks? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a cool spot up there, too, as yeah. well. Um, there's grand, a lot of really cool view hills. as well. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the yeah. that's when I, I saw uh, I was it's dropping amazing. somebody off and I saw yeah. Grandview I was like I have to come back here yeah. I have yeah. to come back and there's another hill that you haven't been to yet that we just talked about recently mm-hmm. in the park Strawberry Hill yeah and, I've been to Strawberry Hill yeah. yeah and have you seen the uh, the ruins of the oh. uh, the old Sweeney Observatory yeah, yeah. and um, yeah I was telling you about that recently because my on my phone that's the, the waterfall in front of us yeah uh, we love, love that yeah so. and there was one other I had oh Goat Hill I mean uh, Billy Goat Hill have you done the swing at Billy Goat Hill well, we didn't do the swing. No, but, oh, okay. but yeah, we've been to Goat Hill. Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, so, you got hooked by 
the Pier 39 by the Fisherman's Wharf by the, the, the vibe. Uh, of I like it. it down there, by okay, the way. I was got, down there yesterday. And you I won't knock it. I won't knock it. No, I love you it. Guys, I, so this is what happened for me. I grew up in the South Bay after I was about nine years old. Yeah. And we would come up here and visit. I liked the vibe, but really I was like, oh, Pier 39. I, I got this romantic vision of what San Francisco was mm-hmm. by those places. So I don't knock it either necessarily. Go but re- what got yeah. me in and really con- you know, connected me as an adult was the rest of the city. Was the Right. Know. What? Remember, I came here and what I wanted to see was Haight-Ashbury. Right. So, you know, Pier 39, Fisherman's Wharf was, was nice, but... Right. I wanted to come, and also what I quickly um, got to love as well is North Beach. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely a Italian absolutely. quarter, the literary quarter. I mean, we and we, the vibe is just amazing. It in still that is whole area. Yeah, it it's still just is great. I mean, we we love Vesuvio. We, mm-hmm. we hang out in Vesuvio for hours. Oh, that city lights. City, we yeah. didn't even city lights, city lights. Beat yeah. Museum, right. Trieste. That's on the list too. The Beat Museum. Early. Beat Museum, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, pricey, Trieste, um, several good restaurants. I mean, we ate last week. Um, we went to, we've been nine times now to Beach Blanket Babylon. Really? Nice. Well, That's I guess it's weird. always changing. So it is yeah, always, always changing. It was shows, a lot so. different. We went in April and it was a lot different. Yeah. Even a couple of weeks ago, a week ago when we went. And we went to a tutto qua. No, oh, let's yeah. keep it clean. There's a lady in the room. Fantastic. <laughs> We love Sotomare, Calzone. I will, oh, I will put in a weird, it's a weird shout out because yeah. it's, but I lived on Please. Pacific and Powell. Yeah. So I lived, I lived in, in Chinatown on the border of North Beach, you know, Russian Hill for four, four and a half years. The best, my opinion, best Thai place in the city is Tuk Tuk Thai, right on the okay. corner of Union and Columbus. I've eaten you with you there. Yeah. Okay. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Tuk-tuk so Thai. it's, it's uh, Washington Square Park. Yep. And then right across the street, there's that tiny little... That little park, park is actually part of Washington Square Park. It's uh, on. It's a, not even right. a park. It's no. a fenced off It's got pond. a little pond. Well, it's got a little mosquito nursery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually technically so, part of Washington Square. So there's yeah. Rogue Ales, right? Yeah, you know yeah. where Rogue is? Yeah. Two doors down is, is okay. Tuck Tuck Tie. Yeah. It's, it's a rinky-dink, but for some reason, it's unbelievably yeah. good. We always, we always have a uh, Chinese as well when we're here. The first few years... We oh, did you build your immunity up? Or tried or? out. <laughs> but the last few years, you've always gone to the same place. Well, not always. We went. What was the one? Sam Woo's. No. Um, no. Anyway, where we always I was go. Awfully dismissive of Sam Woo. Oh, are you kidding me? That's a classic. I wrote My about, dad took me when I was little. I wrote about Edson at Ed Full okay. yeah. And Ernie Etzel? Yep. All right. Um, the one we always go to is on Jackson, which is the Great, great Eastern. And that is the one that after we went, the first time after we went, mm-hmm. six months later, the Obamas went. Oh well, for oh, dinner. One. Okay, and they right came on, to town. Right on Kearney, they have a picture of it. Jack- right just about. Yeah, I know yeah, that place. Yeah, Jackson and Grant. Just yeah. Down. Oh, okay. Wait, do they have a an upstairs? Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to go there with my dad too. Actually, my dad took me to a lot of places. And he uh, did, didn't he? You were lucky boy. I know. I'll tell you another thing is there's a place, and I just walked by there not long ago and went, "That's the place." He used to bring home just these tall bags of these these wings, and I used to think they were from. I don't know how to pronounce it. We, we called it Huey Gooey Louie, but that's not the way it's pronounced. And they've moved. And I went in there and asked the lady. She says, yeah, we don't do those wings anymore. That was those, the only Americans are the only ones who like those. But that, <laughs> but 
then so I thought, oh, that must have been the place. And I'm walking down. Uh, it might have been on Grant. And I looked in a window, and they were the wings. That when Dad brought home the wings, we went wow. nuts. Dad got the wings from Chinatown. And, and I think I found them. And I'm going to go back, and I'm going to verify. Because I've been recommending um, Hang On to people on my tours. Okay. Um, it's Here's what I like about it. It's reasonably priced. It's solid food. The people are very friendly. Chinatown is not known for its customer no, service. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. They're, they're very nice. Especially and there are some places. What's that place that uh, was right around the corner from my house? There's no sign. There is not one white person in there. And it's not designed New Asia. for. No, it's not designed for white people right. or any people outside of if you don't New Asia's them. like that. There's Yeah, it's, it's right across the street from uh, a fish place. It's on Pacific. I've mentioned New Asia, too. But Babette is not only are we the only non-Chinese people in there, but she's black. And they're just and the manager, she says, hey, look, the black one's here. And they come in and they just, boom, and they surround us and they give us and everyone's happy and excited. Right. And they, so, uh, yeah, I like New Asia Restaurant, too. But there's a lot of great places yeah. to eat there. Last night, now this might come as a surprise. It's somewhere You're not we a real avo- blonde. It's, it's somewhere we sort of avoided all the time we've ever been here. But we were, we were down there last night. And I had one of the best pasta meals I've ever had hmm. was in Chipino's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife and I used oh, to go to Chipino's. Yeah. Down yeah. On, on Francisco. I had C- Jefferson. Cajun seafood fettuccine, and it was divine. Yeah. And it's I a really lovely restaurant. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's sort of why we've never been there good. before. Because people have the idea lot. that it's touristy. I know. Yeah. And I've said this over and over on the show the thing about San Francisco, and folks don't maybe the same way. San Francisco is an amusement park. Yeah. And that's why some of the things that drive us nuts, it's because people people walk out in the middle of the street and they're taking pictures. Yeah. They're stuck. <laughs> yep. Because it's just like being at a, at a theme park. Right. And the heart of that is the wharf. Yeah. Of course, it's a little bit different downtown, which is where I love. Uh, the Embarcadero upstairs. Just right. wandering around Embarcadero yeah, yeah. Center and, and in Maritime Plaza eat as well. Oh yeah, do you have a you have something reservation something in mind? No, we thought we might have walked down to Momos. We love Momos. Yeah, do you? You've eaten there a lot. A few well, times. You, how many times have you gone to ballpark. baseball games? We've been about eight or nine times. Yeah. I suppose, the last three or four years. Have you started to get a liking for for baseball at all? Or? Oh, absolutely adore it. I did want to ask the similar. Bit, is bit there, like cricket. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. What, what do you? Because you're a cricket guy. <laughs> Other than a bat. Guys have written theses on the similarity between baseball and cricket. And whether baseball is based upon cricket. Because cricket is several hundred years old. And there's lots of other similarities, like the obsession with statistics. Yeah. Figures. You know this what? Guy yeah, actually, pitching that, left-handed, throwing sliders. There's less of that in same football. Same in cricket. There's less of that. Oh no, there there is, oh, no baseball is all like about it. Because I'll tell it's you what, figures. It's 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 simple. Baseball has a lot of downtime. Yes. Yeah. And lot, and, but not in a bad way. Though. No, that's it. That's exactly what that's it is. Why I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You that's why. Yeah. That's why it works out so well at 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 and T Park. You can go and get sushi, and you can go yeah. and take the muni. You or know, you can look out over the bay. Anything. Right. Yeah. You can. Yeah. 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 There we go. Well, this has been fun. Walking down the street, they're the people that you meet each day. You have Sesame Street over in the UK. We love Sesame yeah, yeah. Street. I learned to read from Sesame Janet Street. Janet loves Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was always Grover. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. 
Well, uh, we have a little gifts for you afterward. Yay. And yeah, I'm going to forgive you for, for loving uh, Joseph so much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, we hope everything really goes well for you, honestly. Yeah, over in the fo- Over in the Folkstone Tours. Over there. Yeah. 6,000 miles away. 6, That's we're hoping that a- that goes great for you there. Across the lake, as we say. Uh, but maybe you can also, I mean, when you share, when we put this up, we'll share any websites that oh, you have. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely we will, yeah. And keep and us I'll posted, you know, keep us posted. And when we're in town again, perhaps we can do it again. Definitely, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, oh, regular that's what we were saying now. before. We're, regular thing now. Maybe we will. Maybe we have just one-offs every once in a while. We have really good guests. We'll come, we'll sit in and we'll, and we'll yeah. do it. And But we definitely uh, tour like guide to bring off. you on the tour. We'll bring, have to tour, you know guide maybe, tour guide. Maybe we bring Joshua Norton in with you. We'll get Daniel Bacon, you, me, and Joshua right. Norton, no. and the four of us have a, no. have a tour off. Is, <laughs> yes, I we'll feel, do it. I feel SK. like this is a no. This is a. This I is something very something. dangerous. I don't think. I think this is a. Big, oh yeah, no. Four enter, only game. two shall leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. Hold on, Janet. Want, Janet wanted to say. Yeah. Something what do you want to say, Janet? Hey, come on, Tony. I'm tired. I want to go home. Oh, I love it. That was good. How did she know? (laughs) I left my heart. So you've probably heard this at least four times. We have heard it a few times. All right. Well, hey, we want to thank the throng for listening. Thank you guys very much. Yes. And please tell everyone, um, you know what? Forget about whether they like it or not. Just tell people. What's it going to hurt? Just tell people about the show. All the time, forever. All right. But we want to say for Tony, we got we got a couple things here. First of all, the Folkestone walking tour. Folkestone. Walking tours <laughs> at uh, that's it's spelled F O L K E S T O N E W A L K tours and that's at dot c o dot u k. Go there, take the tour. If you're going to England, take them up on it. It's I mean I've seen this stuff. It sounds cool. And also Tony again, a man of letters. If you go to Tony Corrington, that's Q U A R R I N G T O N dot wordpress.com you'll get to read all of his stuff that's very interesting and very right. cool Piedro you on December 1st Friday 9.30pm at St. James Gate in Belmont you vinyl are replay vinyl replay and your Facebook my Facebook is facebook.com slash rule 62 Pete but if you look me up Pete Feliciano F-E-L-I-C-I-A-N-O you'll find me alright and uh, remember still Patreon for now <laughs> and the uh, Amazon button the Amazon button and Bridal Fitness Coach and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Good night, boys and girls. San Francisco, your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. These are just weird, stupid thoughts I have in my head. I go, oh, this could be good or it could be horrible. Janet, come with me and I will show you the verde. We're allowed to swear in the UK, see? Oh, he's crotchety. We've got more than two bridges, you know. I can't see my reflection in a mirror. And everyone always says, oh, people who change lanes get there sooner. That's how you finish that sentence. A nice dress, eh? Do you call it a tortilla? Doctor Who just will not die. I do a good mustache. I think you're going to need to use smaller words. Creepy goatee. Cuckoo-cuckoo, yeah.
And, uh, well, the rest of the history. There Ta-da! you go. And no blood. 